What's up, everybody? I'm Big Lovin'. This is Don Dellis Nooch. Welcome to the Escape Pod, episode 83, The Crow. Clankety clank, bitch. How the fuck are you doing? Feeling pretty good. Yeah. Feeling pretty good. I uh, feel feel good inside, feel good on the outside. How about you, my friend? How do you feel? I feel pretty good. Uh, not. I had a nasty cold. Like yeah. all last week. Yeah, it was, it was pretty gross. It was gross. It was bad enough uh, that me and the wife decided it was we needed COVID testing. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. I've had, I, speaking of COVID testing, my daughter had to do COVID testing this morning. Really? She, yeah. Oh, we talked about it on our walk. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. She uh, she got a COVID scare. One of her cheerleader friends uh, got ended up with COVID. So we got her tested. We did the the home test and then we did the rapid response test at school and she passed both of them. You know, they were both negative, but dude, it sucks when your kid gets that. Yeah. You get that scare about your kids. It's fucking, Mm -hmm. it sucks ass. Yep. It sucks ass. Yeah. All in the, in the midst of like we were uh, talking about earlier, they, they implementing mandatory vaccinations at the shop and we're listening to people left and right talking about giving up their jobs and this is all stupid. And and then your kid gets it and you're like, no, it's not stupid. Yeah. It's not stupid. My kid's got it. It's not funny. Right. Right. I mean, your kid doesn't have it, but you know, doesn't have it, but for that moment, for that moment you have a scare. Like, yeah, it's Schrodinger's kid. I texted my wife and I don't know how I texted her pretty early. So when school starts and everything like that, she, she got a hold of me pretty quick and, it was it was such a relief. Yeah. Like my my response to her was thank God. Right, right, right. It's just one of those things where there's there's uh people out there that are willing to just take whatever risks at and and unfortunately it's not just at their expense. No. You know, no. so but. other than that, uh I'm not sure I did much this week. I had a I had an eventful eventful I worked all weekend. Mm-hmm. I worked all weekend. And then Saturday evening, a uh, friend of the show who did our pictures. Yeah. Kendrick Lane of Lane's Perspective. You can find him on, uh, you can find him on Facebook at Lane's Perspective. Uh, I think he's search groups. We'll, we'll put a link in the, in the should, Facebook, yeah. but it, you can search Lane's Perspective. It's pictures and everything. It does some phenomenal stuff. He did my daughter's senior pictures. So if you're friends with me on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, you'll see a few of the pictures because he killed it, dude. Yeah. He killed it. They looked really good. He did a phenomenal job. He really, he really captured my daughter because we really let her dress to her devices as she is. And, and I wouldn't say risque. I don't think I would allow that. I think you know me better than that. She Uh, had some, but she, no, but I would just letting the audience know, Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, when I say I let her dress herself, like I don't let my daughter dress like a whore. 
right, right. <laughs> she wasn't wearing suspenders, a mini skirt, and some right, bacon. some pumps, <laughs> some pumps or some shit like that. <laughs> but uh, it was cool. She she snuck in a a Jordan jersey, a oh, North Carolina yeah. Jordan jersey, to go with some Jordan shoes she had, uh-huh. and like. Like her mom's like, are you serious? You're gonna wear that? I'm like, come on, let let the girl let the girl be herself. <laughs> let the girl She's like, you would herself. say that. You would say that. I'm like, fuck yeah, I would. Yeah. So did that. Um, Saturday worked Sunday, um, and then girls had their last football cheerleading sideline cheer. Mm-hmm. So did that Sunday, and then the wife was home, hung out, um, watched football. Yeah, didn't that's do, great. Didn't do too too much more than that. That's a that's another thing that I forgot. Was it Friday was my birthday? Yeah. Friday was my birthday. Um, so my wife took me out to dinner and to see Dune on Thursday. Because mm-hmm. she had to work on my birthday. And uh I guess I this is when I can talk about it. Have you seen Dune yet? I haven't seen it all. Okay. We're going to do a show on it, though. I absolutely loved it. I'm 30 minutes deep, and I love it. Yeah. I figured you probably would. Um, We're going to do an episode on it, because I'm 30 minutes deep. I think the next episode is on it, correct? Yes, next episode, we're going to talk about the new Dune film. The new Dune film. We're not talking about anything else. And it's probably going to be spoil-centric. Yeah. It's probably going to be spoilery. So so get in there. Get on the HBO Max. Check it out. Uh, You can, if not... There's sites on the internet where you can learn <laughs> yeah. and do it for free. Yeah, go to the theater, go, you know, watch it on HBO Max. Do but something. Like seven days from today, we're going to get all up in it. I'm 30 minutes deep and it's awesome. This guy's seen it. He likes it. We're going to talk about it. We want to get filthy with it. So but please, it's, it's fantastic. Watch it's, the movie so we can all talk about it. You can't compare it to the David Lynch film because it's almost nothing like it. It's just, and that's, I think that's another episode that I want to do. Yeah, I want to talk about the David Lynch film. We'll get there, but so far we got to get through this first one. Yeah, because the two cannot be conflated. They're they're on in a different fucking galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that. They're different, different. Um. So and then Saturday, I went and saw Michigan beat uh, Northwestern at the Big House. There you go. There you go. So you did some things. I did some things. I'm surprised that I forgot that. Uh, my mom bought me a ticket to go to the Michigan game. So I was like, well, shit, I'm going. Um, Anything else you want to bring up? Oh, shit. Somebody's talking about wanting to be a co-host. Ooh. We need a co-host. What are we, what are we co-hosting for? Yeah, Luna Girl, what are you trying to be a co-host for, huh? Hey, I need to need a co-host wink. Oh, must be she wants to talk about Dune. Okay. Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should bring in a panel. If you've seen it. If don't you've be, seen don't it. Don't be a son of a bitch trying to sneak in there. You ain't seen the movie. You're right. Trying to maybe, maybe we'll do a panel and we'll, 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 we won't do news and all that stuff. We'll, like we do sometimes. We'll just bring people in and we'll just talk, talk about Dune. it. Talk about Dune. I'm into that. So, uh, yeah, that's the, that's can the you, plan. Do you, can you prepare a show like that? Sure. Because you normally fill in questions and stuff like that. You normally, can you do that? I you would have much rather do that than find than the beat for beat. Like, this is how the Dune movie works out. Gotcha. Do it. Hey, DJ Red Force said he's, he volunteers. All right. Great. Hell yeah. Did you Sounds send him a good. link for eventually? Did I send him a event? What? 
Isn't he on the show tonight? No, Alan is on a date night with his wife. Oh, shit. We must be getting pre-date Alan. Oh, we get pre-date Alan. I like pre-date yeah. Alan. Either that or he's in the bathroom shitting and he's not going to tell us. He's getting handsy. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. We know what's going on here, buddy. Get it. Get it. Marriage matters with I've the seen escape something pod. about Mary. I know what's up. <laughs> Great. Anything else? Oh, can I talk about that? Talk about what you want to talk about. I want to talk about that. Because you know what Monday was? Fucking Hectalorian's birthday. The dude. fucking Hectalorian's birthday. Dude in the, in the chat, Hectalorian, happy late birthday, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah, congrats on uh, doing a whole nother year. Making it around. Yeah, all One the way around. Again. Yeah. One more again. Yeah, well done. Way to do it. Well done. I love it. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and all your favorite podcasting apps like iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible, and Google Play. Or even probably some other places that I don't normally read off because there's so many podcast catchers out there that it's just stupid. I should probably dumb that down and just say, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, check out the Red 5 Network for all kinds of excellent podcasts like Use and Abuse that's talked this week about the 30th, 35th anniversary of the Nirvana Nevermind album, right? 35? No, 30. Yeah. It was definitely the 30th. Because I was not six when that album came out. 91. Um, and the triumphant return of Coruscant Radio Underground. Listen to them. Good show. If you're listening to this as an audio podcast, please consider joining us live on Wednesday nights on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash ATSWD Escape Pod. All and, one word. And uh, please join us at patreon.com. Just like the Mandalorian did last week, and oh, search ATSW the Escape Pod in the search creator bar to support our show and get in on the exclusive escape crate, which we were supposed to draw tonight, and I dropped the ball. Oh, so next show we're gonna draw. You know what? As penance, you need to fucking add an extra draw for everybody who's already in. Fair. Everybody's gonna get an extra draw next week because that's not cool. Because I fucked up too. I thought about it this afternoon. I'm saying two now. You've really upset me. Well, now you're just going to go in two? Two. You sure you don't want everybody to get stickers this time? No, you still haven't fucking prepared on the stickers, Uh, brother. Yeah, I forgot between being busy and being busy. Ridiculous, dude. I can't handle you. I can't fucking handle you. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Amanda says, love supporting you guys. And we appreciate it. We love your support. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, is this me? Yeah. I got off track. Every Sorry. time. I don't need that kind of attitude right now. Okay. <laughs> You're really bringing down the level. I just of want show. you to get We're your shit to have together. A, I ha- don't listen. <laughs> I always have my shit together. You, my friend, are the one who needs to get your shit together. Uh, okay. Pop a kidney or something. Listen, please visit our store on tpublic.com search atsw the escape pod and make sure down you scroll down and look at all the random goodies like coffee mugs stickers tote bags in addition to sweet t-shirts and hoodies yep and i'm i'm going to step out and say the hoodies run a size small and i'm going to step out and say i bought two coffee mugs and i still have not yet seen delivery on said coffee mugs Ruh-roh. i'm not i'm not happy about that maybe they're having distribution issues those are made in america that doesn't mean that they're not having distribution. Issues. Fair enough. You win. I was thinking about the boats. They the they might 
uh, put the stuff on the cups in America. The cups might be from China. Yeah, that's where we're fucked. Yeah. Uh, follow us at ATSW underscore the escape pod and on Instagram and at a the escape pod on Twitter. Join the ATSW escape pod group on Facebook. We have too much fun and it's silly for you to not be there. It's true. It's true. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's good times. Good, good memes. Mm-hmm. Good pops. Yeah. Good, good everythings. There's I a love it. Member of the United States Navy says that he loves listening to a little bit of home every Wednesday now. Fuck yeah, because we are a little bit of home for that son of a bitch. A little bit of home. It's like a hug, but across the internets. With no pants. No pants. No pants are never given on the hugs that we (laughs) give. If you get a hug from us, no pants are being worn. No pants. Before we get into our normal shout outs, my friend, can you get into some uh, chat shout outs? I would love to. Uh, chat the shout out. Don't nope. shout out the chat. Shout out the chat shouts. Uh, Dragon Buddies in the chat. DJ Red Four is in the chat. Ashley and Brandy in the chat. Chantel is in the chat. Lunar Girl, Dragon Buddy, Zori Blissful's in the chat. Hectalorian is in the chat. The Hectalorian. The one year older Hectalorian. I love it. A new year, a new name change, a new man. I I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, oh oh. Brady Lovin, OO, is in the chat. Oh, Brady Lovin. Actually, it's not Brady Lovin. It's Big Lovin. Big Lovin. There it is. There it is. Talk to me, friends. Uh, I think that about wraps. That's uh, oh, using the views in the chat. Hey, Scott. What's up? Uh, Mikey's in the chat. My boy, Mikey's in the chat. Love it. Love it. Uh, oh, Kristen Roskam is in the chat. What's up, Kristen? Thanks for joining Good us. Good stuff. Uh, oh, and a Mandalorian's in the chat. Yes. I, I knew that. We've Alan was here. We've name dropped Amanda. We didn't name drop a Mandalorian, so we did kind of drop the ball. I apologize for that, but it's mainly his fault, not mine. It's whatever makes him not spit his beer all over his laptop. What? Why would you say such things? Because I knew you wouldn't do it. Okay, well, I'm not going to do it. Now I'm going to be self-conscious <laughs> that it might happen all show. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Stumming a bitch. So. Let's get into the regular shout outs, my friend. Yeah. First and foremost, always got to give a shout out, shout out to the sidebar cantina. That is the mothership. That is David Jason. That is the New Jersey Delphians. That is the homies. They are still on hiatus because they are taking a mental health break, which if you need that in life, take it, my friends. Mm-hmm. We all need that sometimes. Well, I think the mental health break is over. I think now they're on a work break. Oh, well, still same thing. Yeah. With it, with it having a lot of work to do and, being a man of the military status, he, you know, he's on the move. Yeah, he's still doing the thing. So he's got to do the things with the stuff. And sometimes you can't bring your stuff to do the things. And, you know, I don't want, it's really Kim Possible meets United States military. I don't want to get into it. Wow. Yeah, I went there. It's okay. It's okay. Next, we have used and abused with Kim and Scott. Like my man told you, they did uh, the 30th anniversary of Nirvana. 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 Never mind. Never mind. Don't. Nirvana, never mind. Dude, seriously, just tell me what it is. Never mind. Oh, my God. Fucking ridiculous. I can't handle you. I can't handle you. You can't take you nowhere. Can't do a fucking show with you. You are redonkulous. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. You need some lithium? That'll help. Next, we have Big Swede. Maybe you should come as you are Adventure and Tactical Swede. And Swede reacts on YouTube. You have taken all the fun. Out of the fun. I hate you. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm having too much fun with this. Let's move on before I start giggling at myself. Uh, Patreon shout out Scott and Kim Rasmussen, Big Swede, Jen and Jess Bolt, Lunar Girl and Dragon Buddy, DJ Red Four, Richie the King Arbrister, Kristen Roscom, Backyard Tardis, Amanda Lorian, Darius Payne, Eric Dub Williams, Philly Dave Martin, and as always, Nostalgia Inc. sponsors the Escape Crate. And we feel grateful. I got to stop and pick up another pack of stuff from them, too. I said that I was going to do it last week and I forgot. Uh, you fucked up. They didn't do the 30th anniversary. That was the, the week before's episode. Was it? I think you got your information from the uh, tubes of you or somewhere else. Yeah, I got it out of my, uh, I get it off of my downloads. Oh, your downloads are behind. So must be the downloads are behind. Oh, shit. Because they did last night. Use and Abuse did the worst witch with General Shinobi. She was You know the why show. then? If that was last night's show, that's because it I wrote that out. note on Monday. It hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Yep. It's your fault. Yeah. I'll, I want you to take the blame for that. That's one. okay. That's okay. Shh. You're my guy. I love you. It's okay. It'll be okay. I think this episode should be called Don Fucked Up, says Zori Blissful. I think that's a fair assessment of what's happening tonight. Feruza Balk? What? Feruza Balk. That chick from. Uh... Uh, what was the name of that movie? The one Dude, I have no... How the fuck am I going to know? I don't even know the character you're talking about from a movie that I have no idea you're talking about. Oh, what was the name of that fucking movie? You're the dumb. Craft. She was in The Craft. Okay. She was the hardcore chick with the black hair. She played... um, uh, What's-his-face's uh, girlfriend on The Waterboy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Now you know who I'm talking name. about? That's Feruza yeah. Okay, what about her? She's hot. Oh, okay. Where did that come from? It was in the chat. Oh, okay, because you just shouted out Veruza Balk, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? That whole thing will be riveting for people when they listen to the audio play. Obviously, I've never seen The Worst Witch, so... I don't think I've seen The Worst Witch, no. I've seen The Craft multiple times. I've seen bits and pieces of The Craft multiple times, but I've never seen the movie all the way through. Really? Yeah, isn't that a tragedy? I think it is a tragedy. Actually, what it is. Oh, Mikey got his call sign. It's Red Pock. He's going to have to explain that. To yeah, me. we're going to have to. Because I thought put, it was going to be grew. Put me on speakerphone so I understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um, you ready? You going to do Patreon shout outs? I just did. No, you didn't. I most certainly did. Oh, okay. Hit the button. It's movie time. Movie time. It's movie time. Movie time. Brandy came through in the clutch. Vicky Valley. Vicky Valencourt from fucking Waterboy. Mm-hmm. I love it. Me too. Um. So, Brandon Fraser to play villain in the new Warner Brothers and DC pick. Batgirl starring Leslie Grace. I'm excited about it. Me too. I like Brendan Fraser. Have you seen? Nope. Brent Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. No. So good. I know. 
I know. You're going to love I, it. I dropped the ball with Titans. I need to get back into Titans, and I need to do Doom Patrol. I'm I need sorry. to get back into I'm Titans. sorry. There's so much good shit out. It's, it's almost impossible it is, to keep Especially up. when you have so many kids and a job and a wife, two cats, a dog. I'm getting ready to start a second job. So that girlfriend on the side. <laughs> that'll really help me catch up on I'm joking. Shows. I don't have a girlfriend on the side. I don't have fucking time. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. shit. That exactly. guy is so rude. <laughs> Jesus. He's a real... He's just sitting there talking about having a girlfriend on his podcast. Everybody can listen. He's just being so demeaning. Yeah. I don't like it. In a world full of bloating sandwiches, he's a ham and Swiss on rye. And that's just grosser than the bologna. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Next, Hayden Christensen will also be in Disney Plus's Ahsoka series. That's fantastical news. Really? I wonder what kind of capacity I'm interested to. Is it going to be flashbacks? Is it going to be flashbacks? Is it going to be flashbacks? <laughs> going to hit that flashback button again? Yeah, because fucking at this time, Vader's dead. Yeah, yeah. So it's got to be flashbacks. No, it's going to be in real time. He's going to come back from the. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to see it. It's got to be flashback. No, don't want to see it. But that's what I've been saying about the Obi-Wan series, too. I really want to see Obi-Wan sitting around telling stories about the Clone Wars. And awesome. see what it's I'm saying? It's not going to happen. I want it to, but it's not going to happen. Why? Because they're sons of bitches. They're toying with our Hayden Christensen's going to be in the new fucking Kenobi series, too. I know. I'm just saying. It could happen. But it's not going to And then these shows could tie in. And the flashbacks between the two things could tell the whole story. How? What kind of proof whiskey are you drinking? All of it. I'm drinking all the proof, it's man. It's the proof. It's, it's proof in the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. What happened is when Eminem's buddy proof died, he's now in my drinks. And I can see the futures. I knew it. I knew it. I smell colors. And when I say future, I mean the guy that discovered it. Oh, it just bakes the noodles. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I broke Brady. Uh, Dune opens to $40 million at the box office and in, uh, in addition to whatever the HBO Max views are valued at. Um, plus another $47 million internationally. Uh, and I believe it's in the rumors for later on, but it's now been official. They've been greenlit to make the second uh, part of the Dune film. So we are going to actually see the end of this. Story so Blissful says Hayden doesn't make her panties wet, but she's glad to see Anakin flashbacks. This is because Chantel does not think he's a good actor. I don't think that was his fault. I think he's a good actor. I've never seen that. Hayden Christensen in something else other than Star Wars that I felt like he was a bad actor. I think the problem is um, George knows how to build a world, but when he made those prequels, uh, he had all the juice and nobody could really tell him no, and mm -hmm. bad decisions were made by George. Um, I think uh, nobody wanted Jake Lloyd, but George, 
And honestly, that is the fatal flaw of the Phantom Menace. Hectorian's talking about the movie Jumper. Yes. It's a fucking sweet movie. Jumper was a fantastic fucking he, movie. He was in that movie. Yes, he was. That's awesome. We should, I'm going to put that on the list. You should. And he acted the shit out of that movie. Putting that on the list. Putting that on the list. Let the motherfucker yeah. know. Let a motherfucker know. Like, hey, motherfucker, guess what? Show ideas. Jumper, bitch. <laughs> so there's that. And it's time for this. Power up. I'm bad. Get over here. The film A Quiet Place is getting a video game adaptation. And I don't want it. I don't care about it. No, I don't. I don't even know why we put it in the notes. I, I... Let's just go ahead and go way out on a on a video game limb. And I'm going to tell you one of the things I hate the absolute most in video games is having to sneak. Uh, I like being able to sneak. I like sneaking up on people and then, you know, dropping the fucking boom. Yeah. Like in Assassin's Creed. You know how you sneak around oh, and yeah, then yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then the second something goes wrong, you just start killing everybody. Yeah. Um right now I'm playing that Metroid Dread game. Fantastic game. But there's this huge sneak component that comes up multiple times in the game. And the odds of uh sneaking through the area is really stacked against you. So you kind of got to do shit like flawlessly and I, it's just too much. And it makes, makes that, uh, that repeating the same thing over and over again, tell you get it right. Uh, it is, it's punishing. It's just fucking punishing for no yeah. reason. It's not like you're, uh, something happens at the end of that, that makes you better at the game. It's just a punishing fucking thing that they stick in the middle of games. So I'm assuming a game about the, uh, you know, having to sneak around quietly. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fucking sneaking. And I ain't got time for it. You ain't got no time for it, man. Got no time for it. No. Now, before we get into the next thing, I'm going to reiterate that fucking Metroid Dread game is one of the best games I've played in a long time. It might not be like, uh, you know, the best graphics or et cetera, et cetera. Right. But it is the best all around, uh, well-designed game that I've played in a long fucking time. So that being said, um, switch online's N64 emulation has been met with some serious criticism. Uh, the button mapping is bad. There's some serious graphical issues because the N64 software is not running on the Switch well. Um, and it's not its not a matter of like the Switch doesn't have enough power. It's got something to do with the way the chip processes stuff and it's way over my head. Yeah. It's um, real science stuff that we don't really get into here on the show. It's the same reason why you almost can't get any... PlayStation 2 games on any of the follow or in the, any of the subsequent systems because they went to this different chipset and file format and nothing fucking converts. And I think that's that's 
what we're experiencing here. Um, and then there's uh, some kind of lack of controller pack features that are among issues because that controller for the Nintendo 64 was very specific. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had the in the middle and then on the right and then doo -doo -doo -doo, right. bing bang. Whereas the Nintendo Switch controller is very much like the Xbox controller and the PlayStation 5 controller or PlayStation 4 controller or whatever. Right. Um, so. Anyway, people are a little disappointed about those new Nintendo 64 ports that they all got super fucking excited for. Yeah, that does suck. Especially if you're looking forward to play some nostalgia. And fucking Nintendo knew. That's the thing that bothers me. Is like people invested stuff in it. Nintendo knew this wasn't going to be good, and they launched it anyway, yeah. which is not normally something Nintendo does. Yeah, that's kind of shitty. That's kind of shitty. That's kind of shitty. Oh, this excites me. Wu-Tang video game in development at Microsoft. Enter the 36 chambers, bitch. We're going to fight. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I bet you it's got to be a head-to-head um, -head fighter game. Something like that. Or I mean, fighting like make? Kung Fu style through a level like in the game Kung Fu, like for the original Nintendo side-scroller. Yeah, I guess yes. you could do that. That would be awesome. Like a Shinobi style yes, game. Yes, dude. So sick. Yep, so You sick. could do that. You could do that. I'm in for it. Let's make this Wu-Tang game amazing. Even if you made it like... I'll uh, tell you what, the soundtrack's going to be banging. Oh, what was that game that just came out not too long ago uh, that was all in the Orient? The one that you had? Yeah, the one that I had. I can't think of the name of it. It was real pretty. I guess you could skin the game like that with Wu-Tang stuff. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. Anywho, uh, that's coming for you. I want the Wu-Tang from the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like the cream. Whole, the whole fucking group, but the whole the whole aesthetic, the 1990s aesthetic with the baggy pants and the fucking jacket, the big old baggy jackets and mm -hmm. the vest. Oh, do it, jerseys. That they got from the military supply store. Yes, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm talking for about. For sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. Psycho killer Norman Bates. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, Dawn of Ragnarok expansion leaked. Oh, shit. That's, this is another game that I haven't played yet. Oh, no. It uh, got great reviews. Everybody loved it. Um, and no. You just said no. You just I, didn't want to get into it, or what was your deal? Um, I wanted to be a late adopter because I got... And then it just got too late? Yeah, I think so. I got burnt on the last couple of uh, Assassin's Creed games mm -hmm. because they had the um, Black Flag, the one with the pirates, pirates that was Caribbean. dope as shit. Yep. And then the next two of them were just duds. Yeah. I mean, there, there was nothing wrong with the gameplay in them. They just weren't interesting. And then they came out with uh, the one where it was in ancient Egypt and that was like the sand game. It was just nothing but brown. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I remember that one. Everything in the entire game was brown, and you were just like, "All oh, right, this is fun." Yeah, every once in a while you come into an oasis, there'd be some green, and then it'd just be brown again. And it just wasn't. I, it was aesthetically not fun to be in. Yes. Um. <laughs> now, now, Alan's like, I want to do a kung fu podcast. 
I think you should. Do you? It's time. Do it. And now it's time for Sports Talk with your hosts, Dangerous Don Juan Dominuch, beautiful Brady Lovin, here on the Escape Pod. Beautiful. (laughs) Hector. Hector. Nothing wrong with Brown. I, I, you know, in, in the in the case that you're bringing up, I agree. Brown is fine. Yeah, fine. But sand, nobody likes sand. It gets everywhere. It's coarse. It's coarse. It's dry. Yeah, nobody likes it. Gets everywhere. Crack your ass. <laughs> Crack your ass. So, here we go. Uh, sports talk for this weekend. Michigan is taking on Michigan State at high noon on Saturday. Seven and and oh, undefeated teams. Two, seven and oh. That's what undefeated. I'm saying. Like yeah. they're both it's undefeated intense. at seven it's and intense. oh. It's intense. Michigan State coming off a bye week. Michigan State or Michigan coming off a warm up game against uh, uh, Northwestern. Yes. Um, I'm really hoping here this is where we see the Spartans take their first loss. Yes. That would be nice. That would be nice. Um, Penn State. Uh, playing Ohio State uh, with a busted up Sean Clifford. Yeah, it's not looking. It's not looking safe. It's not. It's, I. I think honestly, I understand what. Uh, uh, was it? What's the coach's name? Starts with an F. Franklin. Franklin. Um, I know that he wants to put his team in the best place to win, but I don't think that injuring Sean Clifford uh, permanently is worth it. And I think you put a busted up uh, quarterback, and Sean Clifford is gonna one hundred percent say, "I'm put me in, coach. I'm fucking ready." But he's not. He's not. He's obviously not. Last he's, week was proof. He is obviously not. He still hurts. He needs a couple of weeks. If if you rest him from now until he plays Michigan week eleven, he might be ready to play football. But he ain't ready now. And if you put him in against Ohio State. That line is already... But I think they kind of have no choice because their backup is fucking garbage. But... What do you put in the road cone? You put in the road cone or you put somebody's in 50%? Because I think that 50% is better than the road cone. But either way, they lose this game. Yeah. So why injure Clifford and potentially fuck up his career so that you can have a slightly less... Embarrassing loss. I mean, maybe you're making a little bit of sense, but I don't know. It's just one of the, I've, I've watched Brady Hoke do it to, um, I don't even remember the kid's name. He was one of our quarterbacks in the dark ages. In the dark times. In the dark times. We don't talk about the dark times. Um, but we had gotten beat up in a few games and the, I forget who even we were playing. Maybe it was Iowa or somebody like that. No, you know what? It was fucking Penn State. And this kid had no business playing. He got hurt in a couple of drives. And then he got hit one time in like the third quarter. And they saw it on TV where he was walking away and he was doing one of these numbers. And of course, he's like telling the coach, "Yeah, fuck, I'm ready to go," but he's fucking like concussed, yeah, flat out concussed, 
And uh, Brady, Brady Hope, Brady Hulk. Yeah. You were going to say Quinn. Yeah, Brady Quinn. Uh, Brady Hulk sent him back in. And I'm pretty sure that's the reason why Brady Hulk lost his job. Might have been. Like, I think from that day on, there wasn't nothing he could. He, he could have beat Ohio oh, State. Oh, sure, Chantel. Go get ready for Scarif Live. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Well, I just had to get that off my chest. Um, Feels good. So, anyway, fuck Ohio State. Fuck Ohio State. And, uh, you know, good luck to Penn State's road cone. No, I shut it off. Thank God. Because it was getting fucking getting stupid. Hot. It's getting it's getting a little um <laughs> geez. Uh so good luck to Penn State's Road Cone. Um if if uh any any anybody wants to take bets that somebody from Ohio, uh, Michigan State's gonna come down with COVID because they don't want to get their ass kicked. You know, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. <laughs> no, this game is a rivalry game. People would like hide their dead grandma to fight in this game on both sides of the ball. It is a civil war in it's Michigan. Intense. It's pretty intense. That people people lose family members. Over if you game. move into Michigan, you're almost required by state law to pick a side. Oh, I did. I did. I did. And then those weird people that are like, well, I'm from Michigan, so I just want both teams to have a good. Fuck you! No, Don't give me that. No, Stop. No. Nobody Pick a side and Pick a side. Man shut up. The fuck up. Can't hear you right now. Uh, next week, we already discussed that Michigan will play MSU. We've already discussed that Penn State will travel to Ohio State and fuck Ohio State. Fuck them up, PSU. Fuck them up, PSU. PSU. This was supposed to be what happened last week. I don't know what you did. I just talked about next week. This you, week. You, you did a good job. Nobody would know if you weren't talking about it. It's true. But you had to fucking bring it up. What did happen last oh, week? Oh, shut up. <laughs> That's what happened. Michigan beat Northwestern um, seven to, or 33 to 7. Michigan State had a bye week. Penn State lost to... Indiana, 20 to 18 in ninth overtime to a two-point conversion. Two-point conversion. And fuck Ohio State. Fuck Ohio State. You said it all. Come on, man. Just let it happen. It happened. I'm not reading that. Okay. Uh, Baker Mayfield reveals he's fractured as humorous, and the Brown fans don't think it's funny. Yeah, that's awful. That is so bad. That's the worst ever. That's why I was not reading it. <laughs> oh, fuck. I knew that I would laugh at that at least. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> That's right. It's ridiculous. These are the hot sheets. Best investigator reporting on the planet. Um, Lunar Girl has corrected Dude, me. We already just we talked about that. Yeah. Okay. When I started making these notes, those were rumors. Um, so we're not talking about that. Lunar Girl has corrected me. It was Illinois that Penn State lost to in ninth overtime. Uh, you should have let me believe it was Indiana. It's more respectable. Damn. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, 
Geekosity has reportedly attained insider information that uh, Magneto series is in the early stages of development at Disney. And like I, we already talked about this too, uh, about Dune 2 being given a green light. So we're done with the news. Is it time for your customary pee break? No, I'm not taking one this time. Oh. Because you were a dick last time. I was? Yeah. I took one. You didn't pee. Oh, you're right. Yeah. What if I pee this time and then you go pee afterwards? Will you feel safer? Maybe I'll pee. Maybe I won't pee. I don't know if I have to pee. Do you have to pee? <sighs> I don't have to pee. Okay. Pee pee away. All right. Pee pee pan city. Okay. I'm cutting all this out. No, you're not. You don't cut shit out. So before we get into our main topic, tonight, we can still take our break. I thought you didn't you want. Still got to play the commercials. Yeah, but I can do that later. Oh, or no. Nostalgia Inc. in downtown Jackson is your one-stop shop for comic books, graphic novels, tabletop games, supplies, and tons of other super nerdy stuff. They have everything from your favorite superhero comics to all the latest manga and horror graphic novels. Superman, Spider-Man, The Avengers, My Little Pony, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, My Hero Academia, Star Wars, and Batman are just a few of the familiar titles you will see while browsing through the store. And don't forget to check out their back catalog. And for all your tabletop needs, Nostalgia has the largest in-stock selection in the area of Dungeons & Dragons books, miniatures, and more. As well, they have the latest Magic the Gathering and Pokemon card game releases. Store hours are currently 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. So come to downtown Jackson and get nostalgic at Nostalgia Inc. What's up, everybody? This is Big Lovin' and Don Della Snooch. We wanted to take a minute to tell you how to get more from the Escape Pod experience. Become a Patreon supporter and you will get lots of bonus content, including movie reviews, videos from Comic-Con, behind-the-scenes content, and more. But even better, Patreon supporters get extra entries into the quarterly drawing for the Escape Crate. The Escape Crate is full of great stuff like t-shirts, Funko Pops, stickers, mugs, and other random goodies. The higher the membership level, the more entries per month month you'll earn you also can receive one entry per episode you share on social media so if you have a couple extra bucks toss us some we will use it for covering the cost of hosting the show paying for booths at cons and equipment upgrades thanks Thanks for for all the support support. and And now now back back to to the show and we're back bitches we're back (laughs) this week noda noda thank god (laughs) fuck that little motherfucker Oh, he loves the Yoda. So. There's apparently a Papa Smurf sex tape out there. Oh, shit. I bet you money that if uh, Jess was around, he would know about that. Probably. Speaking of which, where are they? I don't know. We got no information. No information. I can't tell you. They can't tell us. I'm scared. I'm witness protection. Maybe that's where they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe some shit went down. They're like, we gotta hide out for a little bit. Keep keep low status. Yeah, I believe it. Since Jess started this new job, he's been super busy. Yeah, so it makes sense. It's all good in the hood. Sometimes yeah. we can't all do everything because fuck that. Right. Um. So, talk about it, buddy. In order to really talk about really talk about what's it. happening in this uh, movie, The Crow. The Crow. You kind of got to understand what Devil's Night is. Let's talk about Devil's Night, my friend. 
So Devil's Night is a name associated with October 30th, the night before Halloween. The night before Halloween. In, in other parts of the country, not where we live, it's uh, uh, often thought of as Mischief Night, as Lunar Girl told us earlier today. Um, Philadelphia area chiefly is associated with Mischief Night. Um, where they have, you know, vandalism and whatnot. Uh, but in the Detroit area, uh, Devil's Night is known for setting the city on fire. Yeah, burning shit. Yep. Um, in in Detroit, from the late 1960s to the mid-1990s, uh, vandalism and arson in Detroit was a serious problem on Devil's Night. Yeah, just burn shit down. They literally burnt stuff all the time to the tune of like, you know, 180 to 250 fires a night. Sometimes that's a lot of fucking fires. And it's not like, Oh, they set a dumpster on fire. It's, Oh, they set the neighborhood liquor store on fire or, Oh, some, I don't know. Some private residence houses burned down. I mean, that made sense. Sometimes it was, like government office buildings and yeah, but most of the time it was like abandoned homes and shit neighborhoods. Right. Where right. the young kids were like, you know what? We're tired of looking at this shit show. Just like in that movie, eight mile. Yes, exactly like that. That's yeah. exactly. Being no, I, but I mean, painting the picture for the people. Um, yes. Um, that, uh, Eminem, of course, growing up in Detroit, um, in that time period, like Eminem, I believe was born in like 1974, something like that. Is it? He's about four or five years older than I am. So. Right. Um. So anyway, tell us more. Uh, Devil's Night dates from as early as the 1940s. Traditionally, city youths engaged in a night of mis- mischievous or petty criminal behavior usually consisting of minor pranks or acts of mild vandalism, such as egging, soaping or waxing windows and doors, leaving rotten vegetables or flaming bags of canine feces on stoops, or TPing people's trees and shrubs, which caused little or no property damage. Now, see, where I was, where I grew up, which uh, we live in Jackson, which is like maybe an hour and 20 minutes from Detroit, that's the kind of shit we were doing. Yeah, we were soaping people's windows. We were throwing uh, what what we used to call thuds. You ever do that? No. You take like some paper towel and and you know your mom's blender or whatever, and you fill it up with some water, and then you get a paper towel wet and you chuck it at somebody's window, so it was thud really loud, and then they would wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my god, that sounds so rotten. You'd giggle in the bushes while some guy was like, "I gotta get up at work at four in the morning, you fucking piece of shit." <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what we were doing. And I mean, the only thing that I later found out that we were damaging stuff is, you know, we would egg people's cars. It wasn't until I was older that I found out that as the sun heated up that egg, it fucked up the enamel coat on people's cars. Yeah, And we lived in a trailer park. So we were doing that to poor people. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Yeah. It's what like I my hindsight is I wish we were going to the rich neighborhoods because you know fuck rich people. Awful. <laughs> Just awful. I don't mean that. Yes, I do. Yes, he does. 
However, in the early 1970s, the vandalism escalated to more destructive acts, such as arson. Uh, this primarily took place in the inner cities, um, uh, you generally in the bigger cities like Detroit, New York, and yeah. you know, the places that are uh, have more uh, extreme poverty, I would say. Um, but the surrounding suburbs were often affected as well. Uh, the crimes became more destructive in Detroit's inner city neighborhoods and included hundreds of acts of arsons and vandalisms every year. Uh, the destruction reached a peak in the mid to late 1980s uh, with more than 800 fires set in 1984. Damn. Could you imagine? That's like the lot. whole city was on fire. I've seen uh, helicopter footage from that night mm-hmm. and it was fucked up. The whole city glue red. Helicopter? Helicopter. Helicopter. No. Yes. Nope. Okay. If you're sober, it's a helicopter. If you've had three whiskeys, it's a helicopter. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Uh, they, these fires always seem to number in the hu- hundreds, but they started to taper down until around 2011 when some serious initiatives kind of squashed that. Fucking stop this shit, motherfuckers. Whoa. Um, so uh, one of the things that uh, really curtailed that was in the city of Detroit, they banded together to do uh, something neighborhood watchy where they would uh, they had civilians that were going out on patrols and they had those like orange bubble lights, magnetic yeah. bubble lights. Yeah. And they just patrolled their neighborhoods and that kind of thing. And they called that. Or they started calling it Angels Night. So now it just kind of really isn't a thing anymore. Because, like a Mandalorian was saying, she's never even heard of it. Right. She's she's obviously quite a bit younger than us. So in her lifetime, it's just really not been a thing. Yeah. So there's that. There is that. Uh, we we. I don't remember there being a name for it, but I grew up all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I remember doing like TPing houses and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I didn't, you know, we didn't go burn shit down. I think we might have thrown fireworks or some shit like that. But yeah. we never, we never got quite the vandalizing. I mean, if you consider TPing vandalism, then yes, I vandalized. Well, technically it is. So, but, but you're, you're a bitch if that's the case. You're more, um, uh, lean in towards things that actually damage property, whereas let it rain for a few days, you'll be fine. Right, right. And, and, you know, honestly, you used to see that a lot more, but every once in a while you drive by somebody's house and it looks like a fucking package of toilet paper exploded on their yard. But I tell you what, I didn't see that shit last year. <laughs> People were fighting for toilet oh, paper no, in the man. store. Hell no. Nobody was wasting toilet that paper was gold, last fucking baby. year. Gold. Yep. It's made of gold. All right. So the crow. Yes. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. Get into it. This is one of my favorite fucking movies from my teenage years. Nice. That's why we're doing this. Yes. Uh, The Crow, 1994, directed by Eric Proyas. Yes. uh, And written by David J. Shaw and John Shirley. Yes, it is. Uh, it stars Brandon Lee in his final film appearance uh, as Eric Draven. Not only just his final film appearance, like he died making this movie. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, he he played Eric Draven, a murdered musician who's resurrected to avenge the death of himself and his fiance. The film is based on James O'Barr's comic book of the same name. The Crow. The Crow. If you weren't paying attention. And the comic book was uh, black and white. Yeah. Very cool aesthetic. Very Sin City. Yeah. Very much. On October 30th, Devil's Night in Detroit, Sergeant Albrecht is at the scene of a crime where Shelley Webster has been beaten and raped. Her fiance, musician Eric Draven, lies dead on the street after having been stabbed, shot, and thrown out the window. She was intense. Right. She was pretty crazy. They right. fucked him up. <clears throat> Lunar girl, you're younger than I am. Lunar girl's younger than me. Okay. No, older than me. I'll shut up now. I'm never going to tell the girl's age. I was 12 when this came out. And a boy. I would have been 14. Nice. <sighs> you already read that one? Pretty? Huh? Did you already read that? Yeah. So I talked right over you. That's okay. Awesome. Fine. The couple had planned on getting married the following day on Halloween. Uh, as he leaves for the hospital with Shelly, Albrecht meets a young girl named Sarah, who she says, uh, uh, Sarah, wait, Shelly was her friend, and that they take care of her. Albrecht uh, reluctantly tells her that Shelly is dying. Yeah. Had to let her know. And Unfortunately. He, the way that scene is framed every time I watch it still bothers me. Yeah. Because like she's there with her head hung and stuff and Ernie Hudson like grabs her by the shoulders and then that's it. He doesn't like pull her in. She doesn't bury her head in his chest. Like he just oh, holds yeah. her I, I by guess, the shoulders. I guess it never, never. It, it seems very strange to me. Yeah. But whatever. I'm reading the chat. Don't you fucking don't. I can read the chat if I choose. Okay. <laughs> editing all this out. No, you're not. You don't edit shit. One year later, a crow taps on Eric's gravestone. Eric awakens and climbs out of his grave. Meanwhile, the street gang who perpetrated the deaths of Eric and Shelly, headed by T-Bird, is setting fires in the city. Upon returning to his old now derelict apartment, Eric experiences flashback of T-Bird and his gang, Tintin, Funboy, and Skank committing the murder. That was pretty wild. Mm -hmm. Rewatching it, because I watched it in two settings, because I told you about it. Like, I was watching it in one setting on my Roku TV, mm -hmm. and for some reason, the internet went out, so I just didn't even mess with it. Went back, finished it yesterday. This scene was intense. Yep. Definitely. It was crazy. Now, did you notice upon this rewatch uh, that that whole opening sequence of Detroit on Devil Devil's Night was just a model? It looked off. I couldn't tell if it was like a painting or you know what I mean. Yeah. It looked off. It's a it's a very um, like Tim Burton esque model, right? Like like you saw in like uh, Batman Return, Batman or uh, Beetlejuice. Um, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, and I'm not sure what effects company did it, 
but I'd be almost willing to bet it may have been the same people. Right. It had very much the same kind of vibe to it. Uh, yes, a Mandalorian. He uh, he did die on on set in an accident. Yeah. Um, Eric soon discovers that any wounds he receives heal immediately. Guided by the crow, he sets out to avenge his and Shelley's murder by killing all the perpetrators. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Gets crazy with it. The crow helps Eric locate Tintin. Eric kills him and takes his coat before going to the pawn shop where Tintin pawns Shelly's engagement ring, forcing the owner, Gideon, to return it. He then blows up the shop with gasoline, sparing Gideon so that he can warn others. The fucked up thing, too, was um, the, the movie doesn't really show you, but if you look on a high-def TV, he got 40 bucks for that ring. Oh, really? Yeah. He got two $20 bills. I didn't even. Yeah. I thought he was supposed to get. Oh, no. that Never mind. Never mind. Because remember, there's that whole scene where Tintin's bitching at him about being a cheap son of a bitch. Right. But it was $40. Okay. So that's that's what they got out of murdering two people. 40 bucks. Wow. After finding fun boy with Sarah's drug addict mother, Darla. And killing him, Eric confronts Darla, squeezing the morphine from her veins, making her realize that Sarah needs her to be a good mother. He visits Albrecht, explaining who he is and why he's here. Albrecht tells him that or what he knows about Shelley's death and that he watched her suffer for 30 hours before dying. That was pretty intense, too. It was real fucking intense. Yeah. <laughs> Eric touches Albright and feels the pain Shelly felt during those hours. After she and her mother began repairing their strained relationship, Sarah goes to Eric's apartment and tells him that she misses him and Shelly. Eric assures her that although they cannot be friends anymore, he still cares about her. Yeah. Um, uh, Amanda uh, doesn't really seem to know much about the backstory about this, and it's not in any of the later notes. I mean, I talk about the shooting or whatever, but what had happened is there's in the opening scene where um, the gang kills Eric. Uh, fun boy in the original shot has a paper bag with a gun in it and he shoots Eric with it. Well, the. Um, the gun had a uh, blank in it. And when the blank exploded, a fragment of it flew into Eric and fatally wounded him. Flew into Brandon Lee and fatally wounded him. Okay. So um, that prompted most of Hollywood or all of Hollywood to start shooting those scenes differently. Um, like you... Rare, any scene now where you see uh, somebody pull out a gun and go to shoot somebody is going to be done in one of two ways. It's going to be done where you see a image of the gun going off and then you see an image of the guy getting shot. Or you're going to see it, say, from the side view 
where, you know, the gun's pointing at the guy and then he gets shot and he falls down. Well, what they do in that situation is either the shooter or the, the, the person getting shot is actually out of depth. Oh, I got you. So the gun isn't actually pointed at right. the one who uh, is getting his, shot I got you. Um, to avoid, avoid exactly this. Yeah. It was a horrible tragedy. And for a long time, the misconception was somebody had put a live round in that gun. I remember hearing that for the longest time. Yeah. And it, it what it was, hey, what's up, Ghost Pepper? What's up, GP? Um, what had actually happened was it was a, it was a blank that didn't fragment properly. Oh, okay. And it, a big chunk of it yeah. flew into gotcha. Brandon. Gotcha. And I, I don't know where it hit him because I don't not sure that's ever been released. Probably hit him somewhere like in the throat, or maybe it went into his heart or pierced into both his lungs or, or like yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Is it, that fragment was uh, fatal? So anywho, uh, as T Bird and Skank uh, stop at a convenience store. To pick up supplies, Eric arrives and kidnaps T-Bird. Skank follows the pair and witnesses Eric kill T-Bird. He escapes to go uh, to Top Dollar. He escapes and goes to Top Dollar, the crime boss who controls all the street gangs in the city. Uh, Top Dollar and his lover half-sister Micah have become aware of Eric's actions through various reports from witnesses. That whole thing is fucking creepy. Yeah. They have a, the dude who plays top dollar. Mm-hmm. I like him as a bad guy a lot. I like his whole aesthetic. Yeah. I just, he's very just. Gotcha. Oh, sorry. I don't, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Um, Alan Alan is clarifying. The dummy slug from the previous scene that was being filled was a misfire, so the slug was still in the barrel. So when the second blank went off, it threw the misfired slug. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it was a, just a tragic accident, but uh, literally it made Hollywood change the way they do shit. It was... It was pretty serious. Yeah, it was a big deal. I remember I remember hearing about it on the news and like shit. Cause my yeah. dad used to watch like my mom and dad used to watch Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, I remember that too. that being a whole thing. Like mm-hmm. it was a big deal. What were you saying about um, Top Dollar and his sister? I Top Dollar love him as a bad guy. Yeah, like he was really good. Yeah, he just no nonsense. I'm gonna fucking kill you. You mm-hmm. fucked up. You're dead. Yeah, fuck off. But then finding out that this is his fucking half sister, like that's that's some creepy shit, dude. Yeah, like you're like weird, same dad. Bro. I yeah. think is what he said. Yeah, like you're weird, bro. Yeah, you're yeah. weird. Yeah, and who's gonna fuck with him about it? Oh, what's up, Belzora? Oh yeah, hey Belzora, how you doing? Uh, top Dollar holds a meeting with his associates where they discuss new plans for the Devil Snipe crime activities. Um, after Eric arrives looking for Skank, a gunfight ensues. They near uh, nearly everyone present, including Skank, being killed. However, Top Dollar, Micah, and Grange, uh, Top Dollar's right hand man, all escape. Yeah, I like Grange too. Yeah, like Grange is really character. good. 
I like, I, I thought he was kind of menacing. Yeah. And he's, he was, he's that kind of guy in a lot of movies. Like yeah. that guy did a lot of acting. Yeah. 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 Um, really good. Um, another thing I was going to bring up is later, Alan, take see it you easy, buddy. Bud. Have a good date night. Hell yeah. Have fun. Um, one other thing is that scene that, uh, Brandon Lee is ac- accidentally killed and, uh, is not in the movie. No. That would be fucked up. They completely replaced it and reshot it. And can you imagine having to sit through the reshoots on that? Like you were all, everybody was a part of that scene except one guy, right? Who's no longer a part of that scene, and you're all redoing it. Yeah, that'd be fucking awful. Yep. Wow. Um, there's there's was, a bunch. Oh yeah, uh, Ghost Pepper in the chat says he was Candy. He was Candyman. Yeah, that's where I remember. That's where I was trying to. I couldn't yep. place the face that much. He's menacing as fuck. Dude. Yeah, he's fucking. He's he does it. He's scary, dude. Uh, Eric, having finished his quest, returns to his grave. I, did we skip something? Yeah, you did. Oh shit! No. What the fuck just happened? Because they totally, they totally miss out the part where. They... Oh no! Go ahead and read this. Okay. Uh, Eric, having finished his quest, returns to his grave. Sarah bids him farewell, and he gives her Shelley's engagement ring. Grange then abducts her and takes her to the, to the church where Top Dollar and Micah are waiting. That's right. Yeah. Yep. See, this is this is the part where, like, Top Dollar and all of his guys could have walked away. Eric was done. Right. Right. Yep. Because he'd killed the assholes that killed his old lady. He didn't give a shit about who sent him. He was like, oh, these are the guys that killed her. Yeah. Through the crow, Eric realizes what has happened and goes to rescue her. Unfortunately, Grange, after Micah divines that an injury suffered by the crow will harm him, shoots the crow after it flies into the church, sapping Eric of his immortality. Which I thought was real strange. Like every time I watched this, what in the hell made her uh, even glean? The possibility yeah, of that was what was going I on. I didn't get that. That was one of the big things watching that this time that yeah. kind of threw me off. I'm like, how did you figure that out? Because the only the only exposure she had was the one time the crow flew in and then he showed up. Right. It's not like she saw him over and over again. Well, yeah, exactly. Like that that was a that, yeah, that was a mystery to me, dude. Th- there was mention that a couple of times other people saw a bird. Yeah. But like it's just it was that was it was not a plot hole but it took a little bit like a little bit more exposition would have done a better job belzora says the crow is my favorite movie most couples have a song my husband and i have a movie and it's this one that's fucking awesome that's very nice that's fucking cool i love this song or this this song movie this song movie it's about songbirds (laughs) it's so nice guys i like it we're going to have to talk about the songs, though, here in a little bit. Well, you can get into it, buddy. Micah grabs the wounded crow intended to take his uh, mystical power. Albright arrives wanting to pay his respects to Eric just after Eric is shot and wounded. Top Dollar grabs Sarah and climbs the bell tower. They always climb the fucking bell tower. Well, why not, dude? Especially when it's raining. Yeah, yeah. It must. It's got to be raining during a thunderstorm. You have to go to the top of the bell tower because obviously that is the safest place to be. Hell yeah, dude. Yep. They even did it in Jurassic World. Yeah, 
Yeah, they sure did. And they did it in Batman and they just did it in Venom. Uh, Let there be carnage. Yeah. Amazing. stuff. You got to do it. Uh, Top dollar grabs Sarah and climbs the bell tower as the fight ensues and Albright kills Grange. Uh, The crow escapes Micah's grip, claws her eyes and sends her down the bell tower to her death. Uh, Getting back to how she might have known about the crow. Uh, Belzora says she's all about mystical shit. That's how she knew. So that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And then DB Dragon Buddy says, well, she was burning eyeballs and he was smoking them. So I'm going to say they were deep into the occult. <laughs> that is fucking truth. It is the truth. He said a lot was in the eyes. But I think just Belzora saying she was all about mystical shit just solves it right yeah, there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that is exactly... Like, when you can't think of a better way to write that, you say, well, she's all about mystical shit, and obviously she's going to know about this vague lore about people coming back from the dead because a crow said so. Josh is trying to hit people up with cutting onions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can't be raining all the time. Son of a bitch. Um, The crow escapes. Oh, yeah, claws her eye out. Albrecht is wounded. Eric climbs to the roof of the church on his own. There, Top Dollar admits ultimate responsibility for Eric and Shelley's death. In their fight, Eric gives Top Dollar the 30 hours of pain he absorbed from Albright. The sensation sends Top Dollar over the roof of the church to his death. Sarah accompanies Albright to the hospital, and Eric is reunited with Shelley at their graves. 30 hours of pain. And he got to feel all that shit, son. Could you imagine? Like, if you think about some of the most intense pain that you've ever been through. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I broke my clavicle once. That was pretty intense. I've, I gave birth a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, there's been that. But I mean, I, I, like, if it's, let's say you've got something serious. Like, if take a woman having childbirth. You know, that level of pain. If you like the, the human body can uh, assist or to can experience that much pain. And that's pretty much the threshold because they they pretty much say anything past that and you're just going to die. You were offered free drugs and you didn't take them, Luna girl. At a girl. That's bullshit. That's my dog. She should have taken the drugs. She's a toughen. I'm just saying. Tisha didn't take drugs either. Ooh, I took them. At a boy, I was all fucked up. Um, but anyway, like I'm I wasn't saying, even pregnant. You take you take a woman. Let's say she gives birth over the course of an hour and a half. Wow. Um, and You're probably some, gonna have a couple ladies mad at you for even saying that. Some women, some women like go through like that labor for, you know, eight, ten hours. Oh yeah, more. Um. You take all that pain and condense that into one couple of minutes. Yeah. Like, could you, it just unmake somebody's fucking reality and it would fall out. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, so anyway, uh, see, Danielle didn't do drugs either. Ooh, I did all the drugs. I think you should have. Well, if I'm going to have a baby and it's going to come out, I need to do all the drugs. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Me and Zori uh, took all the drugs. <laughs> Is that you or me? I can read it. You it's fine. It. 
Do it. Because the crow, carrying Shelly's engagement ring in its beak, later lands on Eric's grave and drops the ring into Sarah's hand before flying off over the city and into the night. While Sarah's monologue affirms that while people die, love lasts forever. Truth. Yeah. That pizza is talking to me. Oh, yeah? Yes. It's letting you know some things? Yeah. We had really good pizza for dinner, but... um. Oh, Dragon Buddy only had some of the drugs. You should have had all the drugs. Yeah. Just saying. I had to be sober. Well, they're not free. They put them on your tab, so you might as well just take them. Right. Yep. Um, Let's talk real quick about the soundtrack for this movie. Because at the time, the soundtrack was like everything for a certain group of people. Um, kind of like the soundtrack, uh, was to swingers Remember swingers. Yeah. Um, and there was another movie that was very much like that, uh, 30 something or something, 20 something. What was it called? 21 jump street. It was not 21. It was jump 21 street. jump street. I, I fucking know everything. I think it had Matt Damon. No, it didn't have Matt Damon in it. What was that guy's name? Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon in it. And it was Days one of those movies. No. Days and Confused has a good soundtrack. Days and Confused has a good soundtrack. Uh, either way, I can't think what the fucking name of that movie was. But it, there were a few movies in that uh, 92, 95 range that their soundtracks were just fucking jam-packed with whatever was the hippest thing at the time. Empire Records. Empire Records had an excellent soundtrack. Yeah. Not was the that movie. That same time. Yeah, right around that time. Yeah. Um. So anyway, here's some of the songs that are on this album. Talk. Talk to us, Goose. Uh, Burn by the Cure. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots, The Big Empty. Yes. Uh, Rage Against the Machine, Darkness. Uh, the Rollins Band, Ghost Rider. Uh, Pantera, the badge. My life with the thrill kill cult after the flesh. It's one of my favorite songs on the album, actually. Um, uh, Medicine by Time Baby Three. Nope, Time Baby Three by Medicine. I go. don't. I don't remember that song. Um, Machines of a Loving Grace, Galgotha Tenement Blues. I'd have to hear that one. Mm-hmm. Dead Souls by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, Color Me Once by the Violent Femmes. Really one of my favorite Violent Femmes songs. Yeah. And I'm a big Violent Femmes fan. You are fan. a huge Violent Femmes fan. Uh, Milk Toast by Helmet. Uh, for Love Not Lisa, uh, Slip Slide Melting. That's a good song. Uh, Jesus and the Mary Chain, Snake Driver. And uh, It Can't Rain All the Time by Jane Sibbery. Jane Sibbery. It can't rain all the time. You can't listen to or watch this movie without immediately thinking about that song. I mean, you can't. No, you just can't. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not even, it's by far one of my least favorite songs on the album, but it's got such a very specific. Oh, Clueless did have a great soundtrack. That's what they're bringing up. Um, I really wish I could remember that Matt Dillon movie because <laughs> it singles. Okay. You remember the movie singles? No. Okay. It's very much like 
the you know the rest of those movies we talked right. about it was about being uh in your early 20s in the early 90s yeah and doing the damn thing yeah <clears throat> a lot of stuff happening in seattle and whatnot you know all right so oh we're doing questions i don't have oh, oh it's shit. quiz time folks um there's nine eventually we're gonna just send out the free stickers yeah eventually maybe Great, yeah, Dragon Buddy. Great soundtrack for fit for singles. Are you ready? Hold on. Who do we still have? A Mandalorian. Bell Zorro. I don't know who else in the chat, but you just wrote down their names late earlier. You're gonna do it differently this I'm time. I'm doing it different. I'm gonna see okay. if this works. Yeah, he's gonna do it this way. Different, different way, guys. Because that way I just keep track of the answers. I'm not going to write their fucking answers down this time. Okay. Just... Uh, in 2005, 12 years after the accidental shooting of Brandon Lee, Michael Massey claimed to still be having what from the incident? Ooh. He's still having something from what happened. Um, Michael Massey, of course, being the, the guy who played Fun Boy. Um, now, uh, let me read that one more time. In 2005, 12 years after the accidental shooting of Brandon Lee, Michael Massey claimed he still had these from the incident. Uh, the facts are one of the facts for this movie is although he was not at fault in the death of Brandon Lee, Michael Massey stopped acting for a year because he was so traumatized by the incident. Uh, his next film uh, was a small role in the movie Seven. In 1995, also a fantastic fucking movie. Up until his death in 2016, he had never watched this movie. Right. Could you imagine a movie that completely changed your life? You're like, I don't want to see it. Well, something that tragic happened to you. I can, I can, I can understand that. Right. All right. So are you ready for answers to our question? Let's get them. What's in the box? Luna Girl said PTSD. Belzoro said nightmares. Dragon Buddy said nightmares. Used and abused. Okay, I gotta add them. Used and abuse. They said PTSD. Amanda Lorian said nightmares. And then okay, that yep. Okay. Okay, so our answer is uh, the answer is nightmares. So Amanda gets a point. Dragon Buddy gets a point. Belzora gets a point. Yes. Okay. This way is working so much easier. Is it? Already. Good. Um, some believe that because of the tragic death of Brandon Lee, this movie is responsible for changing gun safety standards in films. What recent event proves that may not be the case? Uh, some believe that because of the tragic death of Brandon Lee, this movie is responsible for changing gun safety standards in films. But what recent event proves this may not be the case? Um, as far as a fact goes, uh, in the Blu-ray commentary, Alex Prolis says that Brandon Lee was unhappy with the way his face paint looked when his makeup department applied it before shooting. Lee and Prolis uh, then agreed that he 
what would be best is if Brandon would uh, wear the paint home and sleep in it every night before going to or um, he put on his own makeup every night before going to bed so that when he woke up, his face paint would look naturally more worn out. That's a good idea. I like it. Me too. I don't know. Ghost peppers in. Oh, shit. Ghost peppers making answers. GP. All right. And that's time. It looks like you've got a point for DB. Lunar. What is the answer? Oh, I'm sorry. The uh, incident on the set of Rust for the Alec Baldwin. Everyone got it. I figured that was a softball question. Everybody got it, though. Yeah. We've uh, got a three-way tie. That Because, I mean, literally, that just happened six days ago. Got a three-way tie. Got a three-way I was tie. kind of thinking that maybe some oh, people just missed it. Oh, shit, I didn't add. No, I did Okay, so before Brandon Lee was killed, the special effects team had created what item for use with his stunt teams? Before Brandon Lee was killed, and the special effects team had created what item for use by the stunt teams. Um, around the 26-minute point, uh, according to John Polito, Brandon Lee cut himself when he broke the glass in Gideon's shop. The glass was breakaway glass, and it's very rare for someone to get cut by breakaway glass. Polito said that he told Lee that he feared Lee would die on the set, according to... Er, uh, Similar to what happened to Vic Morrow during the filming of the Twilight Zone movie. That's crazy. Unfortunately, Polito's prediction turned out to be true. That's weird. Could you imagine? Uh, Okay, well, that's time. And it doesn't look like anyone's going to get this one. The answer is a mask that was made uh, of a direct mold of Lee's face. Uh, they attempted to create the scenes uh, that that Brandon hadn't filmed yet using the mask. However, the cast and the crew were far too unsettled by the prop that was destroyed, and a digital means were used to uh, put in Brandon's face on his uh, body double later on. Yeah, that's crazy stuff. So uh, the answer was a mask. I thought that was a good good one. Could you imagine how yeah, creepy no, that it would be, be? Way creepy, dude. And, and and it would have to have some kind of a like a Michael Myers, uh, yeah, look to it a little bit, a little bit, especially because of the paint. white paint, right? I don't I don't think I could have fucking handled it either. I think it would have felt too fucking much like a bad thing, right? Uh, what was the name? Of the character played by Michael Massey that shot Eric Draven on in, um, well, it's not the boardroom scene; it's the initial murder scene. Uh, once again, what's the name of the character played by Michael Massey who shot Eric Draven in the initial opening scene? Scene. Uh, during the first day of shooting in Wilmington, North Carolina, a carpenter suffered several several burns. Severe burns. Yes, severe burns. Uh, after his crane hit live power lines. On subsequent days, a grip truck caught fire. A disgruntled sculptor crashed his car through the studio's plaster shop. 
and a crew member accidentally drove a screwdriver through his hand. Holy shit. So th- th- this this uh, production was just fucked. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was cursed. It was almost damn near cursed. It was definitely uh, uh, bad for most everybody. Um, and it looks like you can give a point to Amanda, Use and Abuse, Dragon Buddy, Belzora. Um, they all guessed that Fun Boy. Oh, and Dragon, and then Ghost Pepper. And Ghost Pepper. Um, uh, they guessed that Fun Boy, played by Michael Massey, was not supposed to fire the gun at Brandon Lee's character, which ultimately led to his death. It was changed at the last minute. Uh, by oh, I'm kind of read that wrong. Um, the Michael Massey was not supposed to be the one firing that gun, right? Uh, it was supposed to be uh, one of the other characters, and then it got changed at the last minute. So, this dude's life got changed on a whim by Alex Proyas right before it happened. It's just another one of those things where you go, holy fuck, dude. Fuck yeah. It's crazy shit. All right. Next question. What was the name of Eric Draven's band? What was the name of Eric Draven's band? At around the six minute mark, when T-Bird, Funboy, Tintin, and Skank destroy the arcade, T-Bird says, you know... Lake Erie actually caught on fire once from all the crop, crap floating around in it. I wish I could have seen that. Something like this did actually happen, but it wasn't Lake Erie. It was in the Cuyahoga River in Cleveland, Ohio, which feeds into Lake Erie. And if you've ever been to Ohio, you could see why the water would be flammable. So gross it would catch on fire. Yeah. Wild Especially stats. being a kid that... Yes. That grew up in the Midwest, and we would go to Cedar Point. Um, the water at the Cedar Point parks in the eighties and and early nineties was fucking disgusting. Yeah, oh, I believe it. Like you would gross. go on the water rides, and and you're you know when your skin dries after you've been it's just gross. I already know what you're. Yeah, but say. I mean, you know, like you get out of the lake or yeah, whatever, your gross. skin dries. It's fine you would have a film on your skin from the Lake Erie water. It's gross. It was gross. It's not so much now. They really did a lot to clean it up. So, um, the answer is Hangman's Joke. And it looks like Dragon Buddy is the only one who got it. Yeah, it looks like Dragon Buddy gets the point. Circle. Oh, a ghost pepper popped in. Hangman's joke. So you got two. Good job, guys. That was a tough one. Yeah. Like even I had to pause it and go back, pause it and go back and be like, oh, okay. I thought it was something completely different. Hangman's joke. So our winner, because we have a clear winner. Oh, we do. With four solid points yep dragon buddy dragon buddy you have won nothing my friend cheers congratulations you've won the game you have won the game and you have won our respect and we love you Mm -hmm. yes we're gonna have to figure out something to send when uh, we see you next time we'll give you a pantsless hug pantsless hugs 
Uh, I got to send out uh, uh, stickers from last session. Yes. I'll just make sure that Dragon Buddies envelope is extra fat. A little thick. I'll put like some pumpkin seeds in it or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. Very festive. Maybe some chocolate chips. Oh, Zori's got to go. Later, Zori. We're about to end. Yeah, we're about to go too. So you have a good night. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for hanging out. Yep. Um, and on that note, hell yeah. Yeah. If I, you haven't seen the movie in a while, like we sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, watch this movie. Watch. Yeah. This, this movie it's is good really stuff. fucking it's good. good stuff. It's a little dated for the, for some of the special effects, but well, it was what do you a expect? low budget. Yeah. But what do you early nineties film? What do you expect? Yeah. It had its moments, uh, but it's still good stuff. If it had a $80 million budget. It it looked a lot better, but it has still had its moment. It, it would have still looked like 1994. I don't think it would have made the movie better, though. No, I I agree. I agree. I, I think that the movie is really kind of perfect the way it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with that one. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's good stuff. There's, a, I mean, like we were talking this morning about some bones to pick. But they're not worth picking. They're just it's, no. We're you know we talked about them on our on our free time, but we're not going to bring them up here because overall it's a great movie. It's a great movie. So watch it. Yeah, watch it. Love it. Touch love somebody. It love it strong. Touch somebody. Touch yourself. If if you don't if you don't feel like you got a a greater appreciation for love at the end of this movie, I think yeah. you're missing the point. You gotta you know, you know. I don't know what you got to do, but you got to do something. You got to you got to do something. You got to say go blue, and you don't listen to the stuff that Josh just said. Yeah, it's true. Uh, everybody, make sure that you like this video. Give us some kind of review on iTunes. I'm gonna look again, but when I looked earlier today, we didn't have one. Yeah, see, we got to get these people reviewing. Um, it really helps people find us, and if uh, you do, Brady's gonna read it live on the show. Um, I will too. And he'll burn down a government building on Devil's Night. Maybe I already have. Maybe I'm going to do it this week. We maybe, don't know yet. Maybe. Maybe. Only time maybe. will tell. No, we don't have a new review. So there's a few of you out there need to get on it. Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. You know who you, you are. Know who you are. Okay. Like he says, he's a genius. I'm going to go ahead and just let him be happy with that. I agree. Doesn't cost me nothing. Not really, but that's okay. <laughs> not really a genius. I love you, kid, but you're not a genius. Uh, please a make genie's sh- ass, maybe. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media and interact with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don, tell them where they can find you, buddy. Uh, you can find me at Jetfire1979 on Twitter and I'm Dallas Nooch on Instagram. Brady, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at lowercase o zero capital B I G underscore capital L O V I N zero lowercase o. And once again, that's on Instagram and Twitter. Truth. Uh, you can find us another great podcast on the Red Five Network at redfivenetwork.com. May the force be with you. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. May the force be with you. And go blue. And go blue. Clankety clank, bitch. Clankety clank. Are you going to fuck up again? I'm just waiting for you to say Are you saying, are you sure about that this time? I I just don't think you got to pee. I don't. See?
Damn it. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit redfivenetwork.com.